Mm, I'm ready. You guys ready? I thought y'all were ready. Are y'all ready? Man, how do we, how many people know that, that that term right on time? I mean, that is right on time. Think about that. Somebody you're working in the yard, they bring you out something to drink, and it's hot in two minutes right on time. Or somebody's uh, amazing mother-in-law send over a chocolate pie right on time. <laughs> Yesterday, when you should have only ate one piece, but you ate half. Yes, indeed. <laughs> but it was right on time. Man, and that's what I want to tell you today, that I believe that the message God has for us today is right on time. God's word is always on time. You know, a lot of times we'd say, man, I wish it was a little bit sooner. But you know what? Maybe if it's a little bit sooner, we wouldn't be in the in the listening state or the, or the receiving state. So I pray that, you know, my, my whole prayer this morning is that, you know what, Lord, this will be right on time for those that are listening to it today. And you know what? The great thing about God is that he can be right on time all the time, anytime. So if somebody listens to this later on today, guess what, folks? It's right on time. Amen. So with that being said, uh, something Angela spoke on last week. I don't know exactly what, what it was. He had a great message. It was a lot of great things that I was applying to my life about the light and the darkness and things like that. But she said something that just triggered this, this message in my heart. And so I'll start with the title said, Our Never Changing God in This Ever Changing World. This world is always changing. And most of the time, it's not for the better, right? I mean, how many people watch the news? <laughs> how many people probably need to watch less of the news? <laughs> hey, look, I think we should be uh, informed, but we don't want to be conformed by that. You know what I'm saying? I think we need to be aware of what's going on. But Lord, help us to look at it through the lens of your word. I, I love the way Tanya prayed today that, you know, regardless of what's going on in our life or in our country, that God is in control. Sometimes it looks like, you know, that, uh, man, that the enemy is, is rearing his head and, and getting the, the, the best of us. But I'm going to tell you, that's that's not true because we win. Amen. We are overcomers in the Lord. So I just want to throw that out there because I, I tell you, as I flip through the channels, I very seldom find anything positive. How about you guys? I remember that. How many, what do we used to have, man? When, uh, we're channel wise. We had three, 10, 13, 33, 27, 43, uh, 33. If you had enough tinfoil on the end of the little rabbit ears, you know, I mean, that was it, you know. My buddy always told me, he said, when he lived that, he lived in somewhere in like Martinsville. And he said they had a pipe wrench outside there. And he'd be out there and his sister said, no, to the right. To, right, right there. <laughs> he says he was a TV repair man. He get out there moving the whole antenna with that pipe wrench, man. Oh, I tell you what. You know, it's funny. He was telling me that his father-in-law, uh, before he passed, he said his, his father-in-law was in his 90s, I think. Late 80s, late 90s. And, uh. They said, you know, Pop, maybe we need to get you a new hearing aid. You know, Mom keeps talking to you and you're not always listening. You know, you don't always hear. He said, son, I hear more than I want to hear now already. <laughs> I said, I'll take that right there. Whew, man, I tell you, words of wisdom. Y'all can let that one lay wherever. But I want to start out with this. This, this is a great verse um, that my family has has really fed on over the years. And I remember um, when the boys were little, little, we used to always take a time for devotion. And I hate to say that we don't do as much as we should. We were very dedicated to that for a long time. And I, I thank God for that, um, giving the boys this foundation. I remember one time we, we came over this uh, right here. I'll read it for you. Isaiah 40, verse 8. And it says, the grass withered and the flowers fade. But the word of the Lord, the word of our God stands forever. Now, boy, you can just run right through that. 
And I can't remember if it was Thomas and Jesse. How many know when your kids get older, you can't remember which one did what? I'm the only one? Gotcha. <laughs> he said, yeah, that was, you know, you go and you see one of their friends. You go, yeah, yeah, that's Jesse's friend. No, no I graduated with Thomas. Oh. But I remember one of the boys, they, they, I said, well, what do you think that is? And they said, so, well, that's easy. He said, well, the grass is probably men and the flowers are probably ladies and, and people going to die, but God's word is going to be there forever. I go, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. So guess what? When I went through there today uh, over the weekend and looking at stuff, I'll read you what the breakout in my Bible says. All right. I love that. It says people are compared to grass and flowers. Uh, <laughs> there you go. That wither away. We are mortal, but God's word is eternal and unfailing. Public opinion changes and it is unreliable, but God's word is constant. Only in God's eternal word will we find lasting solutions to our problems and needs. And I thought, well, gosh, my son just told me that. You know? But the reason I bring that up is because God's word works for all ages, all everything. And it's amazing because a lot of times I think we sell people out, oh, they're too old, oh, they're too young, they're too this or too that. But I'm going to tell you what, don't be surprised how God will use you or your friends or your situation. Just want to kind of throw that in as a sidebar. But think about it. Let's go back to that. You know what? How many know sometimes when you get up, you might feel like you're 18 or 20 in your brain, but when your feet hit the floor, the calendar comes alive, right? Man, I tell you, I've been having trouble with my heel. I've been feeling so good with my knees about walking my heel off, right? And I was like, man, I'm talking to some guys at work. They go, man, what's going on? I said, man, my knees are good. It's my heel. And three other guys said, man, my heel hurts. And then somebody found out about Rockport shoes. And my buddy, I seen him the other day, he's like, yeah. I said, what'd you do with that foot? He said, I got me some new shoes, something that simple. So at lunch, we got some new shoes. I'm feeling good. I feel good. Man, just a little change on the way you're walking can make a big change on how you walk. You see what I'm saying there? Just a little bit of change. Just a little adjustment. A little course correction. You know what? How about our spiritual walk? It's the same thing. A little bit of a, a course correction. And we always need to be aligning ourselves with what? God's word. Because it stands forever. It stands forever. How many know, you know, God doesn't have to keep changing things in his word. You know, he doesn't have like this Holy Spirit uh, uh, whiteout and change it. It's true. It's right on time all the time. But I think what happens is, you know, in a changing world, we start to change. Not always for the better. We, we kind of, we can follow the crowd sometimes. Anybody been a crowd, crowd follower? Yeah, a little bit, you know. You know you are if you still had the same t-shirt you had on when you was in high school. Everybody, you know, things change. So I want to talk about that. Change is not a bad thing if it's in the right direction. Somebody say amen. amen. Well, let's look at this. If you got your hand down, we got a lot of good stuff we could cover today. I said, being you in Christ, okay? And this is what I'm talking about. I said, you are made in his image, yet you have your own uniqueness. And I want to explain what I mean by that. We're made in God's image, but he's given of us, us each our uniqueness, individual gifts. And I thought about that. I said, you know, the way people speak, the way people do stuff, the way they work on stuff, the way they process things, it, it, it's great. We, our character is a little bit different. Uh, we got free will. We got our own style is what we used to say, you know. It's funny. I remember when we were kids, man, and and uh, did y'all? Some of y'all watch that stuff. Good times, good times. 
And everybody, so I could tell who had watched it when I went back to school because everybody started walking like this. You know? <laughs> What's going on? Dynamite! You know, they're out there like that. Yeah. I remember that was in fourth grade because my teacher used to say that. She said, all right, we got a, we got a, a quiz today. Dynamite! Oh, man. It looked like dynamite hit my paper sometime when she didn't tell us we were going to have this study, though. But you know what? I, I got to tell you a story on this. Total sidebar. Right? The truth will set you free, right? My teacher, I probably told you this before, but it's worth it. It's worth young folks listening up. It was in fourth grade. And that particular teacher always, she was real big. It reminds me of Denise with Lysol. Somebody sneezes at our house, look out. She'd tape you in the room, man. She's like, she's got to have it just so. So my teacher was the same way. And one day, right after the bell rang, she turned that thing around and she hit it like that and it went the wrong way and it went in her eye. And she was a good-sized lady. And she was going, oh, she was knocking stuff over and everything, man. And you know, good thing Ange wasn't there. She would have got it. They'd have they took you right to the office. But sometimes, especially when you're little, you're not thinking, she's probably blind. You're just thinking, that's funny, right? That is not the Christ-like thing. But that was it. We were rolling, man. And anyway, she came out. She's going down. Side. Finally, she staggered into the room. Somebody threw some water in her eyes and everything else. And so she comes back. Eyes just as red as that shirt right there. She said, who was laughing? <laughs> she had, now you couldn't do this now. She had this little, I call it a slat. Like a piece of, piece of wood, man, like this. Just so, you know, just like that. And she pulled that thing out. And everybody's like, oh, man. See, people were struck becoming believers then. <laughs> right? Said, oh, Lord. I hear a little boy in the back. Nothing talking about. Go, oh, Lord. Oh, this ain't good. So turn. And she lined up everybody. And she said, I'm going to tell you what. Come on over here. Come on over here. I was about third in line. Now, I always thought I was fairly smart. So then she said, were you laughing, little Susie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what laughing. Sit down. <laughs> I'm catching on. Three people said, were you laughing? They got hit. She said, were you laughing? I said, no. She goes, bam, that's for lying. Bam, that's for laughing. <laughs> My mother said, we all going to get it. We all going to get it. And we did. That's for lying and that's for laughing, man. I said, not good. So, you know, you, you think, oh, yeah, I got it down. I got it down. My uniqueness was not working that day. I thought, well, surely I'm going to catch on, you know. But that wasn't, that wasn't the case. I have no idea what that has to do with the message, but I just thought about that later. I do know what it has to do with that message. See, sometimes we think, well, we're, well, we're going this way, and that's not looking good. We'll just jump over this way. But what we really need to do is hold the course of the truth. And sometimes we do get some bumps and some bruises along the way. But if we hold the course of the truth, we're going to prevail. Amen? And so what I want to say today is, yeah, we're, we're made in his image, but we're unique. God gives us free will. You think about that in, in speakers or teachers or anything like that, even comedians. You know, you hear a joke and you come and tell the guys at work the next day to go, and, you know, because you don't have that delivery or whatever. Me in plumbing. Now, that's a joke. That is. I worked on a piece of pipe in my house. I was so proud of this. My hose, my, right where it comes out of the house, was leaking. So I got the biggest wrench I had and I started spinning it around. I was going to take that part off and change it. It came off. But Miles, I'm saying, it was tubing on the other side. And I rolled that thing up and around and around and around like a Twizzler stick. 
right? You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to have two wrenches. I took it off. And I thought, that's amazing. So what did I do? I called my buddy. I said, hey, look, uh, what you got going? I said, no, like, like right now. And he got over and he goes, you know what? You're the only man I've ever seen twist piping off to hold back about 35 PSI. I said, it's not leaking no more. We just can't use it. Right? So that is not my thing. Everybody, you know, that's not my, my, my mechanic ability is not my thing. But that's okay. You know, like when the kids are doing homework and stuff, I say, I can write you a song, but you don't want me to do your math. Right? The reason I'm pulling those things up is it's okay. You don't have to be just like anybody else. But we need to be like who we are in Christ. That's what I want you to hear out of that today. Be who you are in Christ. What else we got? We're equipped from kingdom building. When I'm talking about kingdom building, I'm not talking about our church does this. So if you go to our church and our church and you see what I'm saying? Our this, this, this. No, our church is really his church. So I pray that this room of his church reaches the world for his people. Amen. Kingdom building. It's great when I talk to people and say, you know, I've been thinking about this and I thought maybe I could, I could do this to help further the kingdom. You know, that's what God has us to do. How many people you know that probably needs Jesus? You probably know at least one person that needs Jesus. Amen. They might be in your family. They might be at your workplace. They might be at line, in the line or anything else. I got a story for you. I got a story for you. I've been on my job 30 some years. And you have to do different clearances and things and sign stuff and all that stuff. Well, I filled out all my clearance stuff. And they said, well, we need to interview you. I said, okay. So they come and ask you all types of questions. And I give them the answer that I give them and everything else. But I noticed the FBI lady or whatever, the, the, the interview lady, she's rubbing her face. Right, and you know I'm a people watcher. I said, "Is everything okay?" She said, "Oh, I'm okay." We kept talking to her, and she's interviewing and talking to me, interviewing everything else. And she says, "You know, my my jaw is swelling up." I said, "Is your tooth hurt?" Right. God took that opportunity to not only keep my security clearance, right, and do that, but I got to pray for. I'm always looking for things like that. I said, "Well, when we're done, I got something to share with you." She said, well, we're almost done. She asked me some more questions and this and this and this and this and this and this. I said, uh, would you mind if I pray for you? She said, no, Lord, please pray for me. The reason I bring that up, when I went in there to get under the light spotlight and ask 957 questions, probably, I wasn't thinking about praying for anybody. But as God was just working in that, I know this, that God gives us, I'll say appointments, opportunities all the time to share his message. And you know what she told me? She said, isn't it funny how the Lord worked that out? She said, I thought I was going to have to back up this appointment with you because I need to go to the doctor. But, you know, I would have never thought that I'd come here to get prayed for. Isn't that crazy? It's good stuff. But you know what? This is not a buddy thing. It's being who we are in Christ. Angela talked about that light. I pray that I was that light a little bit for that day. You know what I mean? You guys have that opportunity every day as well. And I'll be here to tell you, a lot of times I've got a pretty dim bulb, you know? But we're working on it, and we're going to keep moving on that. But we have the opportunity to be kingdom builders. So when she left there, she knew everything about everything, 
in my life. But the number one thing I pray that she takes away is that man was willing to pray for me. Are we willing to pray for folks? Are we willing to say, hey, I know you got all this business to do. I know you got this job to do. And I know this is what's going on. But let me tell you what I'm really about. I'm really about bringing the healing of Christ to your body. I'm really about sharing the gospel with you. I'm really about telling, you know what? There's something bigger than all of this, and his name is Jesus. Amen? So you would think, man, in the middle of an investigation, you're going to talk about Jesus? Yes. Because that's who we are. There's never a time that I think that we're too far away that we can't share Jesus. Amen? And sooner is usually better. Let's keep on going. Now, talking about being you in Christ, I said, may our lives overflow with that kind of grace. Now, I started to talk about this. I got some friends that are just amazing. Starting with you guys. Anybody got a friend that just is very gracious? It's amazing. They give. They do. And they're under the radar. They don't hold up any scorecards. They're just doers. It's amazing. I've got some friends like that. I got a buddy. It's just a giver. You would never think about it. He's just a giver, man. I'm not talking about of money and this and that, but especially of his time. And that's where I wanted to get to. Giving of your time, giving of yourself. And I thought, man, do we really appreciate the time that people spend with us and time with us? Got to share this. I try to get down to see Miles' mama when I can. We've been praying for her. She's, she's doing well. And uh, Miss Geraldine, she's one of a kind, man. And I went down the other day, spent some time with the first thing. She said, where's your guitar? You know I like visiting. Somebody asked me to bring my guitar. I said, well, I didn't bring it today. And I said, well, I didn't know, you know, if you were here today, you know, whatever. I'll try to check in. <laughs> now, here you go. This woman's, woman is on hospice care, right? She told me, honey, you can come visit me anytime, but you might want to take my cell number because I might not be here. <laughs> See, I got my hair done today. I said, she said, you do got my number, don't you? I said, yes, ma'am, I got it. That just blesses my heart. And she said, she said, well, you can come anytime, but you might want to call because I might be out. I love that. Hey, I know she doesn't feel good every day and everything. She's not letting that stop her from being who she is in Christ. I love it. I, I go there to be encouragement. Every time I leave, I'm encouraged. You know, isn't that amazing? When you talk to somebody and sometimes they've been through different things and going through different things and they share about how God's working in the midst of their storm. That's something else, man. That's amazing. And it overflows with God's grace. I, I, I just think that's amazing. But you know what? I also want to be a carrier of God's grace. How about you? I want to be pour that out. Amen. And sometimes this world will shake you up so much that when you go to pour out, that's not exactly what pours out. So what do we do? We need to fill up more on what God has for us. Let's keep on going. Let's look at this again. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. And I said, each generation has a call and an opportunity to be kingdom builders. Now, you guys have been here for a while. Know one of the favorite places. I, I play music for the Lord anywhere. I play on the back of a truck or whatever. One of the favorite places I love to go is Hampton Christian School. We get to go there this week. Why do you like to do that? Because that's where the Lord is lifted up. When you get 80 kids praising the Lord, it's amazing. When you get ready to leave and you want to pray for them, and they go, no, we like to pray for you. Man, 
I tell you, I'm, I'm like a little baby blubbering when I leave there usually. Me and Tanya just go, man, and they're singing, and they're just, and, you know, if you miss a chord or something, they're just right over the top. They're just, woo, and they're praising the Lord, and this is amazing. And I go, man, we'd say that's on set of fire in my heart. That's just amazing. I went, where were we at the other day? We were at the football game. We were at the football game. Miss Tanya's going to love this. I said, there's a little radio girl. She goes, Mr. Buddy. I go, hey, when are you coming to our school? I said, coming this week. She said, are you bringing your helper? <laughs> I, said, I said, yes. <laughs> she didn't know your name, but she said, are you bringing your helper? I go, yeah, we'll be there. And her mom goes, thank you, thank you. Yeah. And, and, but it's amazing. I mean, there, there, how many people are there? There are 500 people at the game, and this little girl screams out. I'm going, what in the world? Man. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. But going back to that, I said each generation has a call and an opportunity to be kingdom builders. And I pray that that's what we're teaching our children. I pray that that's what we're looking at in, our, in ourselves. Never count yourself out. Man. You think, well, I, 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 you know, Angelus tells a story about a man that was, was a yard sale in his Bible because he had read it. Man, I don't know about y'all. I could read that thing over and 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 over. And still God will be teaching us. Amen. It's a book of life. It's a book that brings life. It's, it's, a, it's a book that saves lives. It's a, it's a, a book that can alter lives. The good or for, for, for the worse. And what I mean with that, if you reject it, if you keep it closed, if you don't want to pay any attention to it. But man, I, I just want to encourage today, with things changing in the world like they do, hold on to the thing that never changes. Jesus, amen. Let's keep on going. Everybody doing good so far? All right. Now here's something that really rung out to me last night. Take charge of your time here. Got a little scripture with that. James says four, and James four fourteen said, "You do not know what your life will be like tomorrow, but you are just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away." What do you think about this for a second? Think about somebody that you knew that has passed away. I don't want them to be sad, but just think about it. You still think about them. You still miss them from time to time. But really, I think about people that I've worked with, and they've gone. And guess what? We're still working. We're still doing. We're still going. The ball keeps turning. And the reason I bring that up is, are you making the most of the opportunities that you have while you're here? You know what I mean? Are you making the most of those opportunities when you're here? What legacy, I preach this a lot of times, what legacy are you, are you leaving? You know? You say, well, I, I don't play the guitar. That's okay. Well, I don't build boats. Well, that's okay. Well, I don't, I don't do this. There's something that God has gifted you with that can be a difference maker in a kingdom building. You ever think about this? I, I just popped in my mind. When uh, years ago, many of y'all know this is a second marriage for me. When I went through my divorce, I didn't know what I was going to do. I was like, well, let's see what's going on. But I threw myself into my music, playing music. And Earl's not here today, but me and Earl... 
uh, had a business. We delivered all the mattresses for mattress discounters for six and a half years. We had like three or four stores. Let me tell you, I have carried a many a thing on my back. You think I'd be in better shape? Maybe not. Maybe that's why I'm in the shape I'm in. But I like writing songs. And I told her, I said, I'm going to learn how to play the piano. Got plenty of time. Ain't got nobody to argue with. Amen. So I said, I just, I don't, I don't know. You know, I don't know how to do that. So we go to this little old lady. And I'm not being mean. I thought she was a hundred then. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Rathcamp. Vera, Vera, Miss Vera Rathcamp. And that lady taught me so much more. And piano. It's kind of funny. I really can't play the piano much. I didn't have guitar lessons. I play. Everything I've done in my life has always been backwards. You know? It's crazy. I learned how to play three songs on the guitar before I could tune it. I'd have to take it somewhere and get my buddy to tune it to play. I just, that's just the way it worked for me. So I go there. And I said, you need to teach piano. I said, that lady can hardly stand up. She said, you need to. He said, I'm going to ask her. I'm going to ask her. You want to ask her? And she, and, and she said, uh, he said, do you, you do teach piano. I see you got all the stuff. Oh, yeah. What? I mean, I'm a she, little thing like this. And she had a little cane, had a little dog running in between her legs with mama and my mom. All right, everything. And we took her bed there and everything. And we're talking. And uh, she basically interviewed me before she would allow me to be her student. Because she didn't want to waste her time. She wasn't rude. She wanted to make sure you were going to bring something to the game. That's not a bad thing, is it? Amen. Amen. So you turn around. So I go there. And I don't understand all the notes. I still can't read music. But she was trying to teach me to read music. Now, I was playing rock and roll. I was playing at Hoss's Deli, Bon Jovi. And then I would come back and go, twinkle, twinkle. Man, man that's a long way from home. I would show up on a night with my rock and roll outfit on, man, hanging off here in these baggy pants and everything else, hair blowing back there. And I go, ding, 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 ding. Do it again, honey. <laughs> and then I go, all right, everybody, let's rock around. And then, woo, woo, the lights are going on. <laughs> so, this particular night, I was supposed to do, what, what do you call them, a little recital at her house. So here I am, Mr. Rock and Roller, and I had everybody right out now with the right there. Ding, 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 ding. If you're reading this stuff, I'm like, I am not. Playing twinkle, twinkle, little star here. But this is what I did on my own, right? I would take my guitar and go, boom, boom, they match. Got it. Bing, ding, 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 ding. So I figured out a song, right? I made up a song. Then I couldn't be wrong, right? So I get there, and she says, do you have a little song you like to share? I said, oh, yeah. I got on there. Let me play that for you right now. How about that? Lord hopes I remember. Let's see. I think we're like that. Probably isn't the best place to start. Better stop before you know I can't play it. Now. Now, I want to tell you a little secret. 
I only play the piano for about two minutes because they usually say, oh, I didn't know you could play the piano. And if I play for three, you go, he can't play the piano. <laughs> yeah. And I'm doing this and she goes, come here, come here. And she said, what'd you learn? I said, I was just doing that. She said, if you tried to write down what you just played, your little head would pop off. Because <laughs> she knew I didn't know what I was doing. Right? I mean, I was like, I don't know what that is. So she, what she did, she adjusted the way she taught me so that I would know what's going on. Does that make sense? I didn't get it this way, but it went off on her head. She goes, wait a minute. There's something in there. I just got to figure out how to get it out. Do you know what she would do? She would tap on my back. She said, I want you to play those chords you played. And she would take her hands and tap on my back. And she said, that's a half note. That's a full note. That's this, 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 this. And would teach me how to play that way. That's amazing, right? Everybody learns different. You know how she learned? I said, did you always learn how that? She said, no, honey, I can understand where you're coming from. She said, when I was a little girl, where we lived, they had a player piano. You'd put the, the little scroll in it, it would follow it. And she said, I would sit with my sister and I would follow the keys. So she was taking what she had learned and transforming it into something that I could learn. You said, but what in the world does that have to do with, with what we're talking about? As Christians, everybody learns a little different. Okay? Some you might have to tell them a couple of times. Sometimes you say, you know, you know, uh, uh, God's not using me. Oh, really? Sure was nice when you helped somebody fix that tire right there. And, and did something for somebody. Maybe it would you let somebody else go ahead of you in line. All these different things. The reason I pull this up is this. Everybody learns different. And we need to take a hold of that. And take charge of the time. Because time gets by. Don't get hung up. If somebody doesn't do it just like you do. In the time frame that you do. In the way that you do. Right? It's got how you learn to work on boats. Anybody, anybody sit out there? Did you, go, did you go to class for that or anything? You sat and you put time in. But you had, look at this. You got a passion for it. He can't hardly tell you about working on a boat without a tear in his eye. That's amazing. Because he loves to do that. And he's gifted for that. That's what I'm going with this thing. He's gifted for that. You know? There's something that God's put in your life that you're gifted and you have a passion about. We saw Jesse's teacher the other day, and she started talking about some stuff. And I'm thinking, you talking about my boy? She said, um, Jesse really likes business and stuff. And she does the, the business stuff. Uh, what's it called? Marketing. I said, yeah, he likes business and stuff like that. You didn't know I was going to say this, did you, son? She said, the other day, he had to do a uh, presentation. She said, I couldn't even believe it. So he started doing a presentation, and I said, what did you talk about? He said, I talked about the stock market and doing the stuff that I like to do. See, he has a passion for that. I had a passion for music. He's got a passion for building boats. What is your passion? Amen. What is your passion? God could take that passion and use it in a way to do your ministry. Like maybe carving duck calls or something. You know? Who would think that you could use something like that to be a ministry? We'll share more, more on that as time goes by. 
But if you're willing to take what God's put in your hand and give it back to him, he will multiply it. Amen. He will multiply it. And the reason I tie this into this is because time flies. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. So it said, what would it do to your commitment if you really looked at this? And what I'm saying here, if you really realized about the time that you had left. I wrote a few notes down here, and I thought, you know, we waste a lot of time complaining. Man, just think about that. At the end of your life, if the Lord said, you know what? You have wasted 9,464 hours of complaining. A lot. Does the complaining usually change anything? Does the worry, has anybody's worried, has anybody worried enough to make something positive come out of it? I've never heard of that. I mean, you know what I mean? It's amazing. We worry a lot, though, don't we? All those different things. We take a lot of things for granted. Yesterday, we watched Jesse's band do uh, some stuff, the Coast and High School band, and they came in first and a lot of the stuff. Just throw it out there. Woo, 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 woo. Man, this kid's put a lot of hard work in. A lot of hard work in. And uh, everybody did good out there. And while I was there, um, I was checking the ODU football score and this, and I looked at something on my Facebook, and I saw where there had been a death. And I go, I know that guy. And I had met this man through work. And he had, I, I know two of the boys. One of them died. This boy, I, don't know, I didn't even talk to Tanya about it. When we went way out there, where's the church used to Cobb Creek, way out that way? We went way over there. And we had led worship over there before I think Thomas went with us. Um, anyway, um, he's always bragging on his boys, man, and they're doing this. I said, man, this is amazing. These kids could play guitar and, and just worship the Lord and everything else. And I saw, I saw on there that my friend's son turned, on the day he turned 20 years old, he died. And I told Denise, I was just like, I, wow. You know, it's always different when you know somebody. I mean, it hurts when, for your heart for other people. I go, what happened? You know? And I still don't know what happened. And I thought about our message. Take a charge of your time. Can you imagine coming home for a birthday party and you're playing a funeral? Man, I can't even get my mind around that. But I can get my mind around this. That that family is pulling together in the strength of the Lord. We want to remember them, the Snyder family. In the strength of the Lord. And somebody wrote... Just because we're Christians doesn't mean that we don't have tough times. And basically it went on, but they serve amazing God. Let me tell you, I can't imagine that ever. And, you know, when I look at that, I always think about how much, you know, I always want to tell my kids I love them. I always want to tell, you know, when I hang up on the phone, I love you, I love you, I love you. <laughs> Thomas got so used to it. When he's hanging up on the phone and saying, I love you. I remember he's talking to one of his buddies and said, I love you. And he goes, I mean, I didn't mean it. I mean, I did, but I don't. I mean, I didn't mean it. He's like, that's and he said, that's just what my family does. Yeah, he was, I mean, he was like 10 years old. But who else is he talking to? He's like, me, grandma, you know, and granddaddy and all that. So it's always, I love you. I love you. So he's hanging out with his buddy. All right, I love you. Not like the, hey, I love you, brother. It's like, I love you. Oh, oh, that's all. Oh, oh. oh, I mean, I didn't mean it, man. I mean, you know, yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that when you and Michael used to hang out. I was like, "What's going on?" He was panicking, man. <laughs> but it was such 
ingrained in his heart. And it's more than words. But isn't that good? That, I, I hope the last words are that, that my family here that I love. You know what I mean? It might be, ouch. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be. But I, I know this. I want to live a life that they know I love them. Every family is going to have some ups and downs. Amen. It's hard to get along with your family sometimes. It's hard to look in, in the mirror and get along with that person sometimes, isn't it? I guess I'm the only one. Let's move on there. So, what would it do to your commitment if you knew how long you had? Would it change it? Would you want to know? You know? I don't know. I don't know. It will say, well, you would live exactly uh, uh, 75 years. And on this day, uh, you're out. I know. Would I live it different? Here's the thing. We never know. So we ought to be living in a way that if this day was our last day, we'd be okay with that. We always want more time with your family, more time with your friends, more time. You know what I mean? But you know what? I'm saying this. Don't miss those opportunities. Amen? Don't miss those opportunities. How many times? I'll go somewhere and I go, you know... It's going to take a little bit longer to do it this way, but I'm going to do it this way. Because that's important. That's important. So, I want you to hear this. What are you taking for granted? We can all take stuff for granted, can't we? Man. Oh, yeah, man. You take for granted your car's going to start when you come out of here. And if it's not, you may. Unless it's Thomas, because we've been working on that thing for a week. Right? <laughs> it's all right, so we got to spare. Praise God. But you know what? We take those things for granted, and that's man-made stuff. We take it for granted that, you know what, we're going to be home at 5 o'clock and eat supper, and we're going to do this, and the paycheck's going to be there. And we make all these great plans. And then when we get other conflicting input, we go, wow. Don't take things for granted. Don't take people for granted. Don't take any of that for granted. But something you could take to the bank is this, that Christ never changes. Amen. He never changes. And that's the foundation we're going to build on and move forward on as we go on. So I said, fill in the blank. What is it that we take for granted? You know, what is it that, that keeps us from moving forward on things? I, I was looking at it. I said, you know, let's get real for a minute. I said, in a minute, what are you taking for granted right now? I said, fill in the blank. Is it your health? Is it your spouse? Is it your 401? Is it your 401k? Is it, is it your position? Think for a minute. And then think of this. I don't want you guys, this is not a doom and gloom message. But I just want to bring it down to some real stuff. What would happen if that very thing was stripped away? I pray that it's not. But if that very thing was stripped away, what would happen? Now listen to what I'm saying. What would you give to get it back? I can remember when I couldn't hardly walk, guys. just, man, I, I, my, my friends at work just said, man, do you know how many times did you would say, man, if I could just walk? Now, I could walk, but it hurt. And they said, now, man, I can't only stop you. There's a lot of stuff we got to walk around and do. I said, I got it. I was, I got new knees. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Because I didn't forget about that. And I see people walking and going. I went to the credit union yesterday. And this poor lady, she was bent like this. And her arms were bruised up. I'm sure she's probably on blood thinner. I've seen that many times. On my visits and stuff, you bruise real easy. And I said, hey, let me help you. Let me help you do this. And I thought, man, I know, I bet you she thinks back to the days where she could walk well. You know? And the world gets busy and people go by and I'm like, ooh, 
I can hold that door. You can go ahead of me. You know? I even waited till she got back in her car because I was like, man, I don't know if she's going to fall or not. But I tell you why that's fresh on my mind, right? Because the things that you go through get very dear to your heart. Take care of my mom. I got to make sure things are cool. I can walk, make sure things are cool, right? There's things that you guys go through that I've never been through that you're more sensitive to. Maybe that's the very thing God's going to use in your life to help somebody else. You see what I'm saying? The very thing that you've been through, you know? Steve uh, Fillmore, he's in Ireland and, and going through some different things. I want to remember him in our prayer. He's been through a lot of stuff. He's been through cancer stuff. I know other folks have been through different things like that. God didn't put that on you. We live in a world that there's a lot of things going on. But how can God use what you've been through to help somebody else? Let me tell you. That makes all the difference. When you can turn around and say, look, I came through the other side. And this is how I came through the other side because we serve an amazing God. Amen? I want you to see that. But fill in your blank mentally. What in the world have we put before God? We put a lot of things before God. You know? And, and I think about this. We need to take charge of our time. Because you know what? Every day. Dusty asked me a long time ago. I've said this before. Dad, I know no man knows when God's coming back. But what do you think? He asked me that when he was a little boy. And I said, son, I don't know. But it's 24 hours closer than it was yesterday. And I've always thought about that. Because that answer came so fast. I know it wasn't mine. It's 24 hours closer than it was yesterday. When I was going to get my knee surgery, I looked at the point and I was like, I'm never going to be younger than I am now. Let's get it done. What I'm telling you this for is time is going by, time is going by, time is going by. Don't fret it. Ride it out. Enjoy it. Make the most of today. Man, I love it. Today's a new day. It's a fresh day, man. Let's, let's do it. I feel good. I feel okay. Some people might not be feeling too good today. But you probably... At some point in your life, you probably felt worse. Enjoy that moment. Make the most of those moments. And think about the legacy that you'll live. Leave behind. Amen. All right, I'm going to bring us on home with this. Everybody doing good so far? I'll give you a lot to think about today. But you know what? It's all about being on a solid foundation. Look at this. I said, our never-changing God is the, in this ever-changing world. The, the whole title, the way it started out. I want to read a few things. I'm going to give you some good scriptures to hold on to this week. Malachi 3, 6 says, I am the Lord and I do not change. Somebody say amen. That's a good thing. That is why you descendants of Jacob are not already destroyed. I want to help build our faith with the word of God. I said, write these scriptures down and let's build a solid foundation on Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm going to walk right through these and pick up the pace a little bit. Numbers 23, 19. God is not a man, so he does not lie. That's a good thing, isn't it? He is not human. He does not change his mind. Thank you, Lord. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? Man, I'm going to tell you what. That's the one to get down in your spirit. That's something right there. God doesn't say, well, you're saved today, but you're out tomorrow. Well, I used to love you, but now I don't. You know? He's there for the long haul. We have a long haul, eternal God, man. And, and to me, that's just it's so amazing. And here's something else. I think this, if it isn't for anybody else, it's for me. He'll take you back. Come on, man. He'll take you back. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even get out of bed if I didn't believe that. 
God will take you back. Anybody ever blown it before? But I lift up the other one. I'm going to fall. Yeah. But I want you to know that we serve a God that is amazing. A God that doesn't, he's not slack on his promises. He doesn't change his mind. Has he ever spoken and it failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? That's why I get excited. I get excited that God will continue to love me. You got to make it personal. That God will continue to love you right where you are. And he loves you so much he won't even leave you there. He keeps pulling you along to greater and better things. Let's take a look at this. Back here we go. Isaiah 40, 28. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. When I look at this, I said, man, I just want to read what I wrote here because I'll mess it up if I don't. I said, God is fully prepared to do what he said he would do. He doesn't grow tired. He doesn't throw up his hands and walk away. Have you ever had that with somebody? You just say, I mean, I'm done. For us, maybe there's some things we need to back off of sometimes. If we're not going to respond to Christ like that, maybe we better step back and ask the Lord to to intervene and help us, okay? That's not what I'm talking about. But God doesn't say, yep, I'm done with you. You're out. Bring me another one. No. He goes with you. When everything else is stripped away, when everybody else is stripped away, when everything else is, is, is gone, God, still with you. I talked to a friend of mine I used to play music with. I heard a song on the radio, and I looked through my phone, and I had that, his number on there. And I called him, and I started singing the song we used to do. Didn't even say who it was. He goes, man, how you doing? I said, how you doing? He says, it's been rough. But God's good. And he told me, he says, I want you to remember my daughter. I'm not putting nobody's name out there. I'm just talking to a friend of mine. And I play music with a lot of people. He said, my daughter's 18 years old, bro. She's hooked on heroin. She's been in four rehabs. She said, he said, after the third rehab, they found her on the side of the road, overdosed, but God chose to leave her here. And he said, I told my baby, I will never give up on you. Wow. So you know what? There's a lot of people going through a lot of different things. Man lose a 20-year-old son. Another family. You got an 18-year-old beautiful girl just being hammered with drug addictions. And everybody knows somebody that's dealing with things like that. But you know what? As we keep our lives built on the solid foundation of, of Christ, that doesn't mean that we won't experience those things, but we have the foundation to build. We have the foundation to stand. We have the foundation to trust the Lord and stand on his, on his word at all times. So I'm going to bring this to a close. And I said, you know, it's not a question about God giving up. The question is, will we let God's word change our hearts? Amen. Will we let the message today pierce our hearts and take something home out of that and rely on God? Will you stop relying on your stuff and start relying on God? What does it take for you to actually come to the end of yourself? To come to the beginning of the greatest thing that you'll ever experience a relationship with Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you that even though that this world changes, you never change. I pray for those that we mentioned today, Lord, that's going through some tough times. Lord, I, I just I just call out on their behalf for healing, for, 
breaking the addictions. For bringing uh, folks in their life that will point them closer to you. To be that light. To be that uh, witness. We learn today that the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. Lord, may we stand on your word and proclaim it. Proclaim life. Friends, I don't know what season of life you're in right now. It might be a, 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 a just a beautiful time where the flowers are not fading and the grass is green. But it does change. So praise Him when it's good. So praise Him when it's tough. So trust Him when it's good. So trust Him when it's tough. And as I speak those words, the Lord's quickening my heart. Remember what you said. Remember what you said. Because things can change in an instant. But God never does. And just because things change in an instant doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. Your life can change right now for a good thing. For eternity with Christ. The Bible tells us if we call on the name of Jesus, He is just to forgive our sin. The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That means everybody's blown it. And we need a Savior, and there's only one, and His name is Jesus. Lord, we need you. Lord, we need you today. We need you for our country. We need you for our families. We need you for our church. We need, us, need you for our individual needs and healing and wisdom and compassion. So today, Father, I pray for myself. I pray for our families. I pray for our country. I pray for those that are mentioned here. But I pray for those sitting here today and maybe listening to this later on that don't know you. Yeah, they might have looked at the Bible. Maybe they went to church as a younger person. But they've never made that commitment or call to call on your name and trust you for salvation. So here's your time. Here's your piece of the pie of the promise of God. Take hold of it. You say, how do I do that? The Bible's very clear. He says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, Lord, I believe you're the Son of God. It takes away the sin of the world. Lord, come into my life and forgive me. I've sinned. I've missed a mark, Lord. Come and live in my life. Save me and help me to live for you. Help us to be that light in the darkness. I want to tell you, friends, that God is good and God is faithful. And on your worst day, God sees the greatest things that you'll do in your life. Call on today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap. All right. Absolutely.